thousand hours. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. Welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. This is Truth, Freedom, and Sophia with your host, Sophia. And shout out to the beautiful super producer, Cindy Ashby. Thank you so much for putting this all together. You can catch all of our shows live on onthewakeupradio.com. Also catch replays on SoundCloud, Google and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at On The Wake Up Radio. Also support us on PayPal slash On The Wake Up Radio at gmail.com. Check out our new streaming site, OTWTube, where we have all of our uncensored videos streaming. You can create your own profile, upload your own videos. It's a great way to share real information that you can't get on the other things. And also you can donate on cash app at dollar sign on the wake up radio. Again, you can find us at on the wake up radio dot com this is truth freedom and sophia how's everyone doing tonight i am exhausted but i'm here because this is actually one of my favorite topics ancient civilizations uh, but before getting into all of that i just want to talk about something really quick that happened earlier and was shared with me and i kind of want to share it here um i had a friend she told me that another friend of hers uh, messaged her and said that like the universe spoke to her and told her that we have to start using our word empowerment because our words are create creators. They're cre they are, they hold vibrations and those vibrations do things that are magical that our minds can't comprehend right now. A lot of people's minds can't comprehend. Some of us can, but so she decided that she was going to write the ending to this whole story that we're living through right now. And she did. So I feel like I should share it. It's just a little thing. And I feel like it was beautiful. And if I think we all should do that, I'm going to do this probably when I have a little bit uh, more brain capacity later uh, tomorrow, not later. Um, because it really, I, I think we, we have to get our brains to start thinking on this kind of level that we do have this power. We are powerful beings. We are creators. We don't have to go with the flow. We don't have to follow, you know, what we think is the better option. We can create our own things. We can create our own options. That's what you call free will. Free will isn't choosing from one thing or the other, from one shit thing or one other shit thing, what's less shitty, which is less more, you know, going to hurt my, 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 my values. No, free will is just living and being as you are, who you are doing what you do when you need to do it. So here's what she wrote. I start the story at the end. I'm doing so because if I start at the beginning, then I give power to it and it does not deserve an ounce. So here we are at the end of a 10 years long battle for human life to remain human. <clears throat> All over, sighs of relief, prayers of thanks and gratitude. The spell is over. Humanity has been lifted. Oh, I'm sorry. The spell over humanity has been lifted. The unshakable generation still remains. 
the aeon of misery no longer able to force death upon us, the agents destroyed and souls restored, the agents who still remained were powerless, exposed, no longer able to hide the true ghoulish form. It started with a few people across the globe, unwilling to give up our most precious asset here on earth, our soul. We held the light, we kept the faith, we stayed true. The evil spell over humanity could only be complete once we were gone. And because our light shined through the dark, the light overpowered it and the dark no longer able to spread consolidated and destroyed. They had no idea about the little souls they thought they had destroyed so long ago. These souls were actually the strongest and most hidden. They kept speaking, they kept loving, they kept learning. They were able to help transmute the ignorant into the empowered, the confused into the clear, the oppressed into the pushers, the lonely into the lone wolf, the disconnected to the connected. It was so beautiful to see human beings come alive again their eyes once again gleaming with possibilities and potentialities. Why did we waste our lives and generations of lives stuck in a loop of insanity? They wondered. They realized they had been swindled their whole lives. Every decision being a decision between the natural and the spiritual, the feel good or the do right. You know what they always choose? And they always chose that because they didn't really believe. They didn't even know. But now they did. And that was the end of the eon of misery. <laughs> I found that to be really just touching. It touched my heart because it didn't at all talk about all of the suffering and all of, you know, the, the horrible things that human, humanity has to endure just throughout history and right now. Most people don't even see the war against them that's happening because they can't see because we are a devolved species. We are a degraded species. We've been degraded over uh, probably 10,000 years and it's probably been the plan all along. I'd say, according to my research, the plan, the full plan has probably been in motion for 26,000 years since the destruction of Atlantis. And then the great flood, those were all times where they needed to degrade humanity, where they need to, to, to depopulate and restart a new history, wipe the memories. We're living in a time where we all have amnesia. We don't understand. Nobody knows their history. Even the most educated historian doesn't have a clue. You know why? Because it's all purposefully hidden. It's all purposefully compartmentalized. They don't let true information get out there because they don't want anyone to expand on it. We come from, well, not all of us. I'm going to be honest. Not all of us here on earth are from the same source. And that's just what it is. We're not all from the same source. That has no uh, good or bad attached to it. It's just we're not all from the same source. But we all do have a soul. And that soul matters. And that soul is what's important right now. Because that soul is what's fragmented. That soul is what's split. It's what it's what's a reason you can't comprehend right now. It's a reason you can't have clarity right now. It's because your soul is fragmented and your soul is important. And this has been a battle for the soul because your soul belongs here. And I mean, I'm still, you know, researching all of that about the soul and the spirit, but I know that the soul is important to here on earth. It is like, it is like, um, 
it's all here's how i see the soul and i don't mean this in in a degrading way towards the soul i see the spirit and the soul is like is like the, the leash the spirit has the soul on the leash you know and the soul is attached and in, 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 in our bodies, it's part of our, our physical bodies, but it's part of our like mental bodies here on earth. But they are battling for our souls and they want you to hand over your soul. We live in a time of prostitution. Everyone's a prostitute. Everyone. And I don't mean for sex. I mean, you're prostituting your soul every day when you make a decision between this or that or that or this and neither of those decisions are the one you want because they don't match with your true self and your true alignment and your true frequency so every day you're like you're you're, you're like sacrificing little bits of your integrity of your values of your convictions some don't even have those anymore because they say what's the point what's the point of having my own personal values and convictions if they don't align with the outside world they're allowing the outside world to run them inside. And I'm going to tell you, this, this is leading up to the ancient civilizations. We were once amazing. We were once remarkable, magical. Something happened. What that something, who knows? But something happened. And a war broke out, a battle. And I think that battle was over what to do with human beings who were created for a lesser purpose. Not really by them, because again, when you are dealing with entities and beings that are millions and millions of years old, that have no spiritual connection to another realm, they look at people as life as a food source for them to suck dry and move on. And they don't want us to know that our magic is the thing that we need to connect to, to get rid of them, to break this spell, to take the scales out of our eyes. We have scales that have been purposely put over our eyes so that we can't discern truth, so that we can't understand and want to know and want to ponder things about our history, about our lives, about our souls, about our spirit. Nothing they give you leads you to that, to that path of self-discovery. Because self-discovery is the key to understanding our true nature, your inner self, your true self. Stop keeping that part of you hidden. You know, they say we see, most people show their real selves, you know, when they're on the computer or in this way, when they don't have to, you know, verbally express themselves or in person. I don't believe that. I think we're living with, again, where people are split. So they're one extreme or the other. So they're either shy in person and then they're exploding when they can. Uh, in text, that's not healthy either. You know, that's not knowing your true self. Your true self operates always in assurity. It is. It is the I am. There is no label. There is no name. There is no you. There is no me. There is no. It is I am. That's how we're supposed to be living. And when we were living in the I am, see, that's a different time now. When we were living in the I am in the instant, we were creators. 
We didn't talk like this. We didn't need these kinds of words to communicate because we knew how to look at each other and look in the eye and understand what each other was was doing, was saying, was feeling. And words were only used to, in the highest form, and that was to create because they understood the power. In ancient civilizations, and I'm not talking about, you know, 1500s. I'm not talking about even 2000 years ago. I'm talking 5000 BC when I say ancient civilizations. And they tried to tell us that we started in 5000 BC. No, I have a series called Magical Egypt. And it goes into detail about how distorted the, you know, Egyptology is today. It's just so degraded, so distorted, and it's a, it's a big lie. And it's all, again, to keep knowledge hidden because the ancient Egyptians were the inheritors of the Atlantis information, knowledge. And um, I'm going to play a clip. I'm going to play, which clip did I want to play first? I'm going to play this clip first of Graham Hancock on the Joe Rogan show. Um, and he, I, so Graham Hancock, Freddie Silver, they're like one of my two go-tos. I have like both three of their books. I have um, The Missing Lands, Freddie Silva, uh, and, and the, the Land of the Gods, Graham Hancock. They are both really great researchers of this because they are truth tellers. They're not hiding. They go against the mainstream. They have been, you know, demonized by mainstream for the forever, archaeology, science, everything. So I want to play this clip of him talking to Joe Rogan because I link right in with what he says. So beings need to take responsibility for our own lives and our own decisions. Yeah. Uh, and we need not hand that responsibility over to governmental institutions, especially when it concerns something as intimate and personal as our consciousness. And uh, my view is the ancient world had the right attitude to this kind of thing yeah. and the modern world uh, does not and that we can sit down and learn a lot from the ancient world a lot of people ask me you know hancock you've been arguing that there's a loss there's been a lost civilization in the in the in the human story but what what sort of civilization do you think it was? Well, one of the things I think is it was a civilization that used psychedelics. I think it was a civilization that emerged from shamanism, but did not stay at the hunter-gatherer stage, but that took the essence of shamanism and integrated it into a very different kind of civilization from our own, which pursued things in different ways. A lot of archeologists have said to me, but we don't find any plastic bottles from the ice age. That means there was no advanced civilization during the ice age. Well, hang on, maybe an advanced civilization might have decided never to get involved in plastic in the first place. Maybe there would have been a clear choice not to make plastic. Maybe they did things in completely different ways. Maybe they cultivated powers of the human mind that uh, we dismiss and regard as uh, completely, completely unimportant you know, woo-woo. Yeah, this is the thoughts about Egypt, correct? It's about, about Egypt yeah. and, 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 and about other things. I mean, the specific example I give is above the king's chamber in the Great Pyramid are five further chambers. And these chambers are roofed and floored with granite beams that weigh about 70 tons each. 
and there are hundreds of them. And these 70-ton granite beams, which to put in context, a 70-ton beam is equivalent in weight to 35 large SUVs. These 70-ton granite beams have been elevated to a height of more than 350 feet above the ground and carefully and precisely uh, placed in position. It is very hard for archaeologists to explain how that was done using purely leverage and mechanical advantage. You can say, oh, perhaps they built a ramp and, and, and hauled the stones up the ramp, but then you have to confront basic laws of physics. You can't haul a, a stone weighing tens of tons up a slope that exceeds 10 degrees. Then you start doing the calculation. How long a ramp do I need with a 10 degree slope to get to 350 feet above the ground? Mm -hmm. And the answer is you need a fucking long ramp uh, <laughs> which which should still be there yeah. because not it couldn't have been a sand ramp it would have collapsed under the weight of those stones it had to be as massive as the pyramid itself so this begins to seem like an absurd idea the the, the idea that is foisted on us by archaeology maybe the idea that they regard as absurd namely that psychic powers were cultivated by ancient civilizations that they could use powers of the human mind that we have allowed to lapse maybe that idea deserves further consideration um, um, we have gone down a path of leverage and mechanical advantage. We're used to relying on machines, but we hear anecdotal reports of people who have telekinetic powers, who can move things with their minds, of people who have telepathic powers. And our automatic reaction is to just dismiss all of that because science says it's impossible, um, be, be, be because uh, science regards consciousness as, as local to the brain and doesn't see how it can exert itself uh, outside of that. But maybe we should open up to those possibilities that we're dealing with a very very different kind of culture that used techniques that we have allowed to lapse. And maybe we could wake those techniques up again. Maybe the ability of human beings to do almost superhuman things is resident within all of us, but sleeping. Well, it's pure speculation that they use some sort of a telekinetic power, but it's pure absolute, speculation. But it's absolute that they did something that we don't understand. Mm. If, if you think about the distance between us and the construction, just the modern so I'll stop it there. Let me, uh, okay. So I'll stop that there because his points are exactly when they go to places like Baalbek, which is in Turkey, no, Lebanon, sorry, that's in Lebanon, which is the biggest temple site, temple complex that you could, like, like the stones are massive. They find that it didn't even belong. The original temple didn't even belong to the oldest civilization who was originally there. They built on top of a pre-existing, already massive megalithic site. And these megalithic sites, and here's the thing, you've got to understand, right? The more you go from, from ancient, right? The further you get to modern day, the smaller everything gets. It goes from giant to colossal. It goes from colossal to giant to megalithic to you know to all of these things, and then smaller, 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 smaller. Now, here's a fact: they have found fossils next to, from the same time period, footprints. Human footprints were humans were around when the dinosaurs were around. Now, I haven't looked too much into that whole dinosaur-human existence thing, but I think that again, we are devolved. We weren't monkey men uh, hopping around, somehow made it through, you know, millennia and millennia of life and in, in time. And even though they tell us now we can't navigate diddly squat and we're at the highest peak of civilization, but we can't do anything without someone being an expert and telling us you can do it. So, I mean, which is it? 
but we weren't. When you look into true studies of the Neanderthal, they find that they were smarter than us. They had bigger brains. They were much more creative. Oh my God, the cave drawings. I'm gonna show you a clip. I'm just, just popping in my head and I have to play it. Uh, from the Gaia News, it's like a five minute like news story. And they show that we thought the oldest cave found was one place. And that was like dated back 26,000 years ago or something. Now they found another cave somewhere in France that goes back 50,000 years ago. And it's the most beautiful, intricate drawings. I mean, you just can't recreate a lot of the, these things today. You just can't. And you can't have a mind like that that can, can, can you know, draw a depiction if they're not intelligent. You just can't. They weren't cavemen wanting to draw buffalo and horses and humans and all these beautiful things. It just wouldn't happen. So I'm going to tell you this. After the flood, which was a planned thing on purpose, I, here's, here's my position on it on religion okay on on the bible yahweh he ain't my god he's not my god that's not my god yahweh no my god not jesus is god either sorry to break it to anyone who's who's bound to that you can still believe that because you you're on your path i'm on my path and i don't think i'm right so i don't will never say hey believe me oh no no, no, no. this is just what i believe now through my research i don't believe that the old testament god was the loving god and father of jesus so let me get that straight now that I got that out of the way. That was a plan to wipe out humanity and start over because I think humanity got too smart, got too uh, too too big for Satan to control anymore. The, not Satan himself, but the control structures that he leaves. Now, like You go to books like the Nagamani text, right? This goes in detail about, you know, uh, Adam, how many times Adam was made, okay? So I know that that was a planned event to, to restart humanity. For what reason? Who knows? Let's go back to Atlantis, say. What do they say happened in Atlantis 26,000 years ago when it was, say, destroyed? They say that that was our golden age. That's the time when we were, we were using all, all of our gifts along with technology. It was like we were living metaphysical, as metaphysical beings. We were able to live in harmony with nature while utilizing nature in its vibe, in its vibration and frequencies to also incorporate technology. So that's a totally different world than we're living in now. The technology we use today is dirty technology. It's dirty, it's, it's, it's yucky, it's not pure. It's not in harmony with anything. It creates disharmony. Long, long time ago, we lived in harmony, but what they say happened was a faction of the Atlanteans became corrupt. And then they started using, you know, these, these, these skills that we had, you know, this, this, I don't want to call it magic because I feel like magic is just, the word is just so degraded, but they would use their, their uh, abilities to, to better everyone. But then this group decided that they wanted to empower themselves and lord over people and start creating their own beings that they could be their own, you know, creators of and their own humanity that they could control and use and they could keep the parts of themselves in the humans that they liked, take the parts out that they didn't like because they don't want to be questioned and they don't want the human to know that the, the human they created, the new human, that they have just as much 
as the creator, that they are the same. They don't want them to know that. So they have to make sure they do things to dominate, to make them know that they are lesser. They were smaller, but they certainly weren't lesser. And again, in the Nagamati text, even when they talk about how the human body was fashioned, like they have a, an angel assigned to every little thing. Like your your fingernail has an angel name, an angel assigned to it that designed it. Your fingertip, your, you know, your your blood cells. I'm not kidding. In this, they have an angel assigned. Now, the Nagamati scriptures, I know I'm jumping around, I'm so sorry. Uh, the Nagamati scriptures, these were found in 1947 in Nagamati, Egypt, the same year that the, the Qumran library was found, which are the Dead Sea Scrolls, which they just found new pieces of recently, which is a huge discovery. But these were all found that same year. And when they were found, they were untouched for over 2,000 years. So I call, I look at this like like I'm, I'm hearing straight from their, their time. You know, some, some of it's hard to, to understand, but the way that they talk about humanity is as if so many times, God, the mother, God, the father, the, the tr from, from the Pharaoh, our true parents, our true God, the mother, and God, the father. So many times they had to intervene because these archons yelled about, say, we'll just say Satan just to simplify it, kept creating human beings and then kept trying to, I guess, like suck us, take the spirit out of human beings. And they were, they kept trying to defile, I mean, um, what did they have sex with human beings. They were always wanting to copulate with us, to mix with us, to extract from us, or to also mix their DNA with ours. It's very strange, but a lot of the genetic aspects of this show that, okay, not, I'm not even leading up to an actual conclusion. Just the fact that they can talk about genetics shows that these people were highly advanced for them to even know about genetics, even in the Sumerian texts, right? In all of those stone tablets, they have the actual way, like the ways that they were genetically man manipulated. Like they talk about it in depth, in detail. How does people not, like, how does that not just or make something awaken in you to say like, who am I? I, we can't know who we are if we don't know where we came from. And that is a big hit problem even in general right now why they're able to get us all crazy and tell us all who we are it's because nobody knows who they are because nobody knows the true history when the library of alexandria was burned down do you think it was burned down and they took all the things no it was another psyop hello psyops have been happening since the beginning of this whole thing with these other beings that 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 want to use us abuse us steal our light suck us dry cut us off Right? There's this, there's this whole thing with them this whole time. And the Vatican has all of those texts from Alexandria. So it was a psyop. They act like they're going to go in and burn the library down. They take the important stuff and now they redo history. And now all of our true history is locked up in the Vatican with, with the worst kind of people who are never, ever going to do anything good for humanity. And it sucks to know that. And I've known that for a really long time. See, in ancient times, in ancient times, they valued, they treasured the intellect. They treasured the soul. They treasured the spirit. Everything they did, it had nothing to do with material accumulation. Like, I got to accumulate. I got to accumulate. I got to accumulate. The more stuff I have, the more, the more I can say I'm defining myself. We're in a sickness. We live in a sickness right now. Everybody. Not, none of us are exempt. We're all on different levels. 
of the sickness, but we live in a very sick time where we, we, where we collect things and we gather things around us and, and we, we need things to define us. It wasn't like that back then. You were born and the first thing that was established was who you are. And then you learned about nature. You learned about respect for the earth, harmony, vibe, uh, vibrations, frequencies. The sun. They knew about the medicine of the sun. These were highly advanced people. They weren't advanced just technologically. They were advanced spiritually. And they understood that this information was precious. So they created mystery schools. And then they would use, uh, they would they would create these mystery schools. And what they would do is they would keep, you know, the common person out and they would choose special initiates. And I think, and this is just my own little personal opinion, I think that these these mystery schools were originally, they were for the higher purpose. They were meant for that. That's what they were. And they were used for good because, again, human beings come from different sources at different times. Other entities came in and did things with our DNA, degraded it, mixed with it. We we really have to start understanding that, that that's really what happened. And so I think what they, they did was they, they would take the they would have these schools for the people that were meant for that information. And they would train them. And then those people would go out and be leaders in their community. And they would help the community. And they would impart that same wisdom, but in a more common tongue, in a more common way for the other people to then utilize in their everyday lives. But they, as the initiate, had that higher magic. They knew they had that high, that that extra thing that they knew. But that was how it was meant to be. And I mean, I, I don't I don't really know. I'm just saying this is what I speculate. But what I think happened, like what happened in Atlantis, what happens is corruption happens. People start using these things and they say, well, what? I, I'm powerful and I've got to I got to live equal to people who are less than me. And they start using it to, to again, lord over people, enslave people and, and, and be better there. I don't know what words I'm trying to look for right now. I have not slept since since I've been up since 2 a.m. So I'm a little scrambling. But again, the Vatican Library does have most of these documents they have most of these texts they have most of these scrolls they have our history and they have lied to us they want you to be small-minded they want you to be little me human i don't know anything i'm just here this is as good as it gets we're at the peak of civilization no we're not we're not if we were at the peak of civilization we wouldn't need police we wouldn't need government we wouldn't need any of this nonsense because we would all be living like normal in harmony where we believe where i believe what i believe but do we want the same things do we align on, on the same principles okay if we align on the same principles then we are good you don't need to express yourself exactly like me and i shouldn't want you to but we're stuck in a world where where here's what i think the souls are really fragmented so you have actually fragmented soul one fragmented soul in multiple bodies right what if that's part of this too? What if these beings, because listen, we're not just dealing with beings that come here and fuck with us and do psyops on us and manipulate our genetics and taint our food to dumb us down and do all these things to us and put scales in our eyes. It's not even just that. It's that we also then have the spiritual aspect of it. 
Oh, sorry. I'm just losing my, my place here. So in ancient times, um, there's an there's a um, an island of called Sardinia. It's it's off the coast of Egypt, uh, Italy. Sorry, I really am losing my mind right now. But it's off the coast of Italy, Sardinia. And actually, a lot of families who have history there, who live there now, say that it was passed down to them that they are descendants of Atlanteans. And now, a woman who I'm I'm pretty friendly with, I talk to often. Her name's Regina Meredith. She 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 does a show on the Gaia Network. She took a trip there with um, Freddie Silver, another researcher, and uh, Paula Paula Harris, a UFO researcher. And they went because there are these sites on the island of Sardinia that are like two hundred thousand years old, and there are these caves. And you go in each cave, and each cave has its own vibration. But here's the interesting thing. Men are not allowed in these caves. These caves were solely for women. And women were once the rulers of a pre-Adamite civilization. And I can tell you that I'm, I really do believe that. And I'm going to play a really good clip for you guys right now from an episode of Ancient Civilizations on the Gaia Network. And it talks about um, the, the wise woman, the fall of the wise woman, and how women were once revered in society. They were at least, either they were the rulers or they were at least equal to the men. But again, when we're going back into ancient civilizations, that means we're going back into balance. That means there was a harmony. That means that there would be a masculine, feminine, divine uh, representer here, say for God the mother, God the father here on earth. So they would work in concert with each other. They would be equals. And if you go back in time, you notice, right? Respect for women, reverence for women also gets deeper and deeper and more and more higher and higher. And especially in a lot of the African cultures, they revered their women. And what do you know? We come around, yeah, let's go, let's go up, let's go now to modern times. Women get less and less and less and less credit. They're less and less cared about. They're less. I mean, at one point, we weren't allowed to vote. We weren't allowed. We were second class citizens. And in some countries, we're still second class citizens, by the way. In fact, some countries were less than the dog. Your property, that's it. Okay? Why do they need to keep the woman? Why do they need to keep the divine feminine so snuck, so squashed, so convinced that she's unworthy? It's because, you see, we don't have the physical strength like the men do, but we do have the spiritual strength. And that spiritual strength at one point was in balance with the male's physical strength. And again, one represented one part here on earth and one represented the other part here on earth. But we don't have that anymore. We have a bunch of losers who sit around and like they don't say anything they don't do nothing i don't that's what they that's what i think they do i think they sit there it's ridiculous i just i wanted to end i wanted to end i wanted off this ride like cindy says i want out i want out because i don't need a bunch of idiots we don't we don't need a bunch of idiots ruining our lives most of us Human beings here on earth, we're good. We're good in our nature. We're good in our souls. And what happens is, from the minute we're born, we're attacked. We're spiritually attacked from the moment we're born. 
we are attacked by other beings than by our own family who don't know what they're doing because they're influenced by negative things and they're holding their own negative vibration. And it's just a negative, 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 negative. We're attacked from the minute we're born. It's like a battle of, of keeping who you are, right? If we could all connect with that child inside, not the fear, not the scared child. See, what they have done is you're supposed to preserve the child inside that child inside that knows who she, who he, she is, that that moves with certainty, that just does what they want to do when they need to do it, that lives free, has a free spirit, loves everything, curious about everything, you know, just just full of life, full of wonder. Well, what do they do? They kill that kid. They kill that kid very young, and they make sure they do it really quick, really young. And then who do they develop? They develop the scared child, and they make sure the scared child is a child that you stick with and you stay in touch with forever. And that is your soul, my friends. Your soul is that aspect of you. And your soul is meant to hold in because your soul is the, is the metaphysical aspect. So your body is physical, your physical earth representer. Your soul, also earthly, but it is your, you know, like your ghost form, I guess you'd say. And that is when you integrate the spirit into the soul and then into the body and then you're a trinity and then you're moving with certainty and you are the I am. But getting back to women, I'm gonna play this uh, clip. Uh, it might take a good 10 minutes of, of your time, but it's, it's interesting. The idea that there have been ages where women once ruled is not new. Archaeologists have found evidence pointing to several examples of societies that were matriarchal. And yet, for many mainstream historians, this concept is still unsettling. In a 2017 study, a team of scientists led by archaeologist Douglas Kennett of Pennsylvania State University found evidence of a matrilineal society in New Mexico's Chaco Canyon. The remains of 14 women were discovered beneath a dazzling cache of more than 15,000 turquoise necklaces and pieces of shell jewelry. The remnants of these women were found in an elite series of burial chambers that marked them as among the most noble members of Chacoan society. And astoundingly, under closer examination, it was revealed that no fewer than nine of the individuals shared the exact same matrilineal DNA, which is passed only from mother to child, concluding that power and influence was passed down through the female line. Archaeologists are now finding that there have been many ancient cultures that once worshipped female deities. There clearly was a time in remote antiquity when the feminine, the female, was regarded as the single most important aspect of humanity. There was a time when our ancestors venerated the goddess, not the male god. In places like Central Asia and Siberia, where the, the female shaman, or shamaness if you wish, um, was one of the great power sources and obviously the different saints and, and holy women of places like uh, China and, and, um, and India um, and within other societies like North tradition where, where you know the very fierce shield maidens and things like this that, that would go out in battle and be more powerful than the many men but 
probably the last vestige of this female role came down to us through Greek tradition as the, as the Amazon. So I found that um, that's a really good good uh, clip to check out. I think you could probably find that on YouTube. But I believe it. I believe that we are way older than we're told. I believe that most of the history we're taught is not only completely uh, just written by the winners, it's it's lies. It's purposeful, not just outright lies, but backwards lies. It's an inverted history. It's where they took the good guys in some parts and made them the bad guys. It's where they took the bad guys in some parts and made them the good guys. And then they got you always trained in this good guy, bad guy mindset. And they put us in these roles. They put us in these situations where we have to, you know, channel a part of ourselves that that we don't want that animal like part of us. And I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get us to be more animal like they want us to think we're the animals. That's what this whole push in the evolutionary theory, right? They want to say we evolved up from monkeys. And that's just not true. I'm not like in denial of it. Like if it was true, it was true. It's not true. We didn't evolve from monkeys. In fact, any anthropologist, any person who has studied actual bones and dug up sites of, of okay, there are million, there were at one point all different types of humans. None of them, it's not, some of them weren't even at all related. They had a similar, I mean, a single ancestor, but for, in the family line of the family tree, they weren't at all related. So we know that uh, these uh, these different branches of humanity come from another, a, a single type of human, an original human. Not a monkey. A monkey came from a monkey. Because if the monkeys evolved into humans, they would be watching it happen in front of our faces. They wouldn't still be hopping around. And how the hell would we go from being having hair to losing it in the cold weather? Wouldn't we want to keep our, our body here to keep us warm? So for survival, that doesn't fit in with their survival of the fittest. I don't know. I never bought it. And I and and, and it's just it's this is not the truth. I know it because it was told to me and I was younger. I, I Beings would tell me things and they would show me things. And I would see these lifetimes from before that were totally different than the world we live in now. And I would, that's what, and I would sit by my window and say, take me there. I don't want to be here. Why am I here? Why am I not there? And I really felt that way because I'm from then that time. I'm not from this time. We have to start understanding too what time really is. Time moved differently in ancient times, the way they measured time. They didn't measure time on a clock like we do. They use, they set up literal calendars in the in the earth. Because they knew, they knew, they knew where they lived, they knew what they lived on, they knew what the, what to expect from their planet. They were one with it, harmony with it. Stonehenge is not even the oldest stone circle. I mean, we, they say that all the time now. Like, oh, Stonehenge. No, this, they found now circles like that going way back further in time. In Turkey, they found a whole, in 2012, a whole mountain. Go back late, Tepi, look it up. That, that someone just filled just filled with dirt and sand a huge site they can't even they don't even know how big the site is yet that's how how big it is and 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 some somehow 
It was filled in with dirt and sand and covered. And when they uncover this, it's the most beautiful depictions of animals and, and all these things. And that's that's the same spot. It's like literally two miles from the same spot where they say Noah's Ark landed. And guess when it's dated to? 10,500 years ago. On the top of a mountain in Turkey, a, a, a megalithic site with the most beautiful depictions and no one's asking questions and we're sitting here worried about the things we worry about, fighting over the things we fight about. So crazy. So crazy. I kind of want to read some, well, kind of, I do want to read some of these comments from Cindy because she always puts the best uh, additions in. So potentiality definition is the ability to develop or come into existence. Yeah, that's a great definition. Depopulate, to reduce sharply the population of, as by disease, war, or forcible relocation. The concept of civilization refers to a collection of economic, social, and cultural transformations, product of the actions of men and societies in a certain place and time. What is ancient civilization? We understand civilization as a set of knowledge and customs which are common to a group of humans in a period of time. Speaking of time, do you know like Saturn, they call the father time. Saturn somehow in, in regards to our earth, like there's something going on, the Saturn moon matrix, they call it. And like, it's like we're locked in, a, in time because of Saturn and because of something to do with our moon. Our moon is not actually a natural satellite. They think it's, it's, it's like a literal, um, like a lab, like a giant lab, an orbiting lab. Um, but I find that interesting. But ancient civilizations, like even going back, what did they talk about? What do they depict? What do they write down? The things that they wrote down, the things that they depicted are them interacting with sky people. That's one of the main things that are, are, are the central focus of most of their, their, their myths. They're, they're what they passed down verbally and what they written, wrote down in their history. They always speak of beings coming from the sky. The word Anunnaki from Sumerian literally is those who came from the heavens. Those who came down from the heavens. I read the book of Enoch when I was 17 because, you know, I read the, the Bible and then I wanted to know what all these, these other books were. So I started getting into all these other books of the Bible. In the book of Enoch, he describes Okay, the watchers coming down. He describes being taken, being shown all of the earth, being brought up to the to, 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 to space, being shown constellations, and then being brought in, into, I, I'm assuming a spaceship. He calls it like, you know, a, a great hall or like a cathedral type place. Just gold and shimmering everywhere. These people were connected. They were interacting with portals on this, portal, portals on this earth. They knew actual vibration technology. They knew actual light technology. And they were true humans, the ancient civilizations. And what I, again, I know I'm jumping, I jump around, but what I think has happened is every time human beings find themselves again, I think an interference happens. And these, these things, these entities, these beings, Wherever they come from, for whatever reason, they interfere. And I don't think they can anymore. This is why I think this is their last, their last go around in time. And that's why they need us. They need us locked in. They need us trapped in, in a total matrix, not just, you know, 
a, a matrix here on it, like a mental matrix. They need your, your soul, your mind in their matrix, matrices for total control. Why? Because the end is coming. The end of that grip, that time, the end of the time, maybe. Maybe we'll go back to being our true selves when we, when we lived a, a million years and we actually evolved. We actually lived stages and in in in, in 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 generations and, and we grew. Something happened. An outside interference at some point happened a very, very, very long time ago where they changed the entire fabric of our reality. They were able to do something and create a human being that was blind spiritually, that was blind to all these other things. And when I think people take psychedelics, I think they're seeing the true world, the, all the realms, all the dimensions. Maybe that's how we're supposed to see. Maybe we're supposed to interact like that. But again, they've devolved us. We don't have those abilities. Our brains are shut down. Our neurological patterning isn't even active. Do you know just the act of learning to write cursive opens pathways in your brain that wire your brain to then to then do other things? So we're being shut down. We've been being shut down every hundred years. They shut more and more of you down. They shut more and more of you down. They shut more and more of you down. And then they manipulate the genetics. The aliens do. This treaty with Eisenhower, the Galactic Federation, you know what they were doing? They're not good guys. They're not coming here to save humanity. They made a treaty and then they lied and they were taking humanity. They were mutilating them, mutilating them like the cow mutilations. But they never reported on the human mutilations that were found next to the cow mutilations, which is one of the reasons why I had Jack on that time. It's because of the human mutilations. Because they're trying to extract the God, the, the thing from us, the plasma. See, it's, it's plasma has something to do with plasma. They're trying to extract our plasma. And that plasma is, is, I think, how our soul and our spirit interact into this body. Because I think, like, we're light. We're light. And we, we're light. We come in. To, we're born into this world, right? And now we're in this body. But we're still light. We're light powering the inside. And there's a, there's, 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 this book let there be light what this is about is this is really it's really advanced i i barely understand it honestly because it's really um it's like a doctor's book but it's uh spectrochrome therapy and do you know you could heal every ailment ever existed to man with light therapy by bathing in specific light and i want you to know that why because they want you to while you think you so when you're like like so when you're sick, right? They give you a disease so that when you feel sick from the disease, you then need to take something from them to make you feel better. And what they're giving you is what's adding to them to your degradation of your DNA, of your cells, and in your in your brain. They've got everybody bamboozled. It's a great bamboozle, I call it. They've bamboozled everybody. Everything right now in our society that has a label, it is the opposite of what it represents itself to be. The church, it's not a representer of God. It's a representer of, the, of evil. The health, it's not a representer of health. It's a representer of freaking killing you. They're, they're trying to literally poison us every day with something new. 
politics? Oh, please, don't even get me started. They're all snakes. There's no point. Because even if you have a good person in there doing good things, which we should always do, have good people, of course, we shouldn't really need a representation. You should be a good enough person, a solid enough person, a person who knows yourself enough that you know you're not going to, say, hurt people. It's like, this is why I kind of, I, I know, I'm going to sound, I'm going to, I'm going to regret saying this. I know. All right. So I back the police. I, I'm like a, a supporter of back the blue and all that. But a part of me knows that most of the crimes that are, that are, are committed are, are necessity crimes. And I'm not trying to sound like, you know, like AOC or someone making that up, just saying it's because it sounds right. No, I really mean that. A lot of crimes that people commit, they commit them out of necessity or out of something triggering that, 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 that like, robbing a bank, for instance. Most people do things like that because something's going on and either, you know, either social pressure, they want to keep up or financial, you know, debt. They, people get into, into situations and then they do some horrible things out of those bad situations. But who, who, why, why do they even need to be in that situation? If we were really free human beings, then we would really be living free. It wouldn't be like that. I don't really know how to really express what I'm trying to say, but I, I, I almost feel like we are participating in something we should be trying to kind of overcome. But how do we do that? without destroying it in the process. How do you do that? How do we grow from here? That's, those are the things I, I'm wondering about. Like, where do, we, where do we go from here? Part of me is rooting for the whole system to burn down. I'm not kidding. I'm just being honest. Part of me really is like, yeah, let it eat itself. Let it rot itself. See ya. I'll be here. I'll, I'll be with my people. And we'll be living normal and good and in harmony. I don't know why we can't just do that anyways. Why it would have to take all of this, this man. But I guess that's what happens, right? We become asleep. We get put to sleep. And then something has to trigger an awakening. Like a snap out of it type situation. I think that is this time. It's a snap out of it time. Like snap out of it. Start taking the reins in your life. True sovereignty. Do you even know what true sovereignty looks like? Nobody does. Nobody even knows what that could even feel like. To imagine it because their minds are so controlled and so closed. Terrible. It's terrible. We're all part of Christ. And I'm going to read this because, again, when I say Jesus is not the, the Jesus that, that, that the Bible uh, or, or the religious leaders want you to think he was. Jesus was here showing human beings their potential, showing them who they are, showing them that they are like him. He did not set himself apart. Jesus was was the same as you and I, and all, and all he wanted to do was show us that we are all belong to the Father. We all have this divinity inside of us, and we all can do these works. And when I say these works, I mean the miracles he, he, that he that he uh, he manifested. So I want to read this, of course, from my favorite book. I always have to read from here. Science of Mind. Christ, the idea of universal sonship, the entire creation, both visible and invisible. There is one father of all. This one father, conceiving within himself, gives birth to all divine ideas. 
The sum total of all these ideas constitutes the mystic Christ. Jesus understood his own nature. See, understanding our own nature. He knew that as the human embodies the divine, it manifests the Christ nature. Jesus never thought of himself as different from others. His whole teaching was that what he did, others can do. He located God and the kingdom of heaven within himself, like, like Cindy wrote up there about the, the temple being within. He knew that as the, as the human embodies the divine, it manifests the Christ's nature. Jesus never, oh, sorry, lost my part. Forgive me. His whole teaching was what he did. Others could do. He located God in the kingdom of heaven within himself. He had plunged beneath the material surface of creation and found its spiritual cause. This cause he called God or the Father. It is now nearly 2,000 years since this wonderful man labored in the vineyard of human endeavor, pointing away to eternal reality. See, eternal reality. I'm telling you, we're not meant to live in this in time. Centuries have passed. Nations have risen, only to decline and fall. Science has solved many problems. Invention has harnessed subtle forces, and our land is filled with institutions of learning. But the world is looking for another great teacher, one who will again show it the way. Never before was there such an inquiry into the hidden meaning of things. Never such a searching after God and reality. It seems as though all people are engaged in this search and that no one can be satisfied until he has made that great discovery for himself. But to how few has come the real truth, the realization that God is indwelling in the soul, in the spirit of man. And yet this realization is what gave Jesus his wonderful power. And this and a correct knowledge of spiritual law in the mental world. We're in a mental prison, people. It's a mental prison. This is a mental prison we're living here. And everything you interact with is either going to further your imprisonment or, or help you get free. Is this person leading me to a freer path? Or are they keeping me stuck in another loop of some other stupid prison of other stupidity? We have to start thinking like, that because your life depends on it your soul depends on it this is a blip of time if anything we know like from the mainstream what do they tell us live fast die young uh, only the good die young die young everything's die young well, you really have one life to live it's a short life you know and i got all those stupid things right well bogus this short life wasn't meant to be this short but but it's short here now and we have another life we graduate on to let's see Nothing like this, but this place is still beautiful. This place is still a place where we can manifest heaven on earth. We just have to choose it. It literally is up to us. It's up to us. We can allow ourselves to be prostitutes for, for spiritual per perversions. We can allow ourselves to be prostitutes for material things, or we can allow ourselves to be to understand what it truly means to be human and start living activated, opening the chakras. Your chakras are your emotional energy centers and, and they're portals. They're portals to getting to know yourself deeper and deeper. Our emotions are tools. They use your emotions to enslave you, to entrap you and to hurt you. Your emotions are actually meant to empower you if you were to use them right and understand them right. But because you're a fragmented soul who barely knows who it is and where it comes from and what it wants and what its direction is, there's no way that you're able to figure that out and, 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 and understand that. So again, 
It's about going within, start connecting little by little. I don't say like you're fragmented like that. I say it, well, we're fragmented and we don't have to be. And it, it, I, I said this on a live the other day because it came in and I just, I had to say it because very rarely do when I things come in, do I have the opportunity to really say it? Um, I, I guess, I guess I'll leave with this, this article because it's pretty interesting and I think it's a good little thing to leave off on, you know? It's just an article, so, and it's short. And it's about nanotechnology in ancient times and ancient civilization. So, this is the article, Ancient Nanotechnology Evidence of Advanced Pre-Flood Civilizations. There are certain discoveries on planet Earth that cannot be explained by conventional thinking methods, and mainstream history has a problem with many findings that remain an enigma to experts. There are certain out-of-place artifacts that are considered to be nothing more but elaborate hoaxes by skeptics and other researchers, despite the fact that their existence could shatter our views of history and society. One of these so-called Uparts were found in 1991 in Russia. While researchers were performing geological surveys in the region of the Ural Mountains, when they came across hundreds of miniature coil-shaped objects, most of these objects were as small as one in ten thousandth of an inch. The enigmatic miniature objects were discovered at a depth of around 12 meters, are believed to date back 300,000 years. According to scientists, the shape of the mysterious artifacts suggests they are not naturally occurring objects, meaning they must have been manufactured. But who had the knowledge and nanotechnology to create something like this 300,000 years ago? The Russian Academy of Sciences performed several tests on these mysterious objects, and the results were quite interesting. Researchers found out that the largest pieces that were unearthed were made almost entirely out of copper, and the smaller ones from the tungsten and molybdenum. I don't know how to say that, Molly Binden. According to reports, the largest of the objects is 2.87 centimeters in length, while the smallest ones are only 2.5 microns in length. To give you an example of their size, the average human hair is approximately 100 microns wide. Are you kidding me? They were making nanotechnology 300,000 years ago. The incredible finding from Mural Mountains raises numerous questions that so far have remained unanswered. What could have created these items in the distant past? Is it possible that they are the ultimate evidence of an antediluvian civilizations on Earth? Ancient civilizations that had technology and knowledge to create such elaborate artifacts? What is their purpose? And could they have been part of a much larger object that was once located in the area? What if before written history, extremely advanced civilizations lived on planet Earth? Civilizations that had technology, which was far superior to what we have today. A technology that would have allowed them to achieve incredible things like the enigmatic nanostructures from the Ural Mountains. Or is it possible that mankind has devolved throughout history? Is it possible that the human species suffers from amnesia? What if human beings existed on planet Earth millions of years ago? And what if those ancient humans were much more advanced than we are today? Is it possible that we have devolved as a species through time, both physically and technologically? And if so, wouldn't we find evidence of that? Is it possible that these mysterious nanostructures are the ultimate evidence backing up the theory? So I thought I thought that was a really cool article. And I, this. I collect books because I'm a lunatic and I love them. And I have this. This is the philosophy Bible. 
This goes through the history of philosophy. Every philosopher, all their philosophies. The quantum physics Bible. And alchemy and mysticism. Now, these are all works from at least, at least the earliest, like 1100, 800 AD. Okay. And the things that they knew and documented, we're just learning now. They're using ancient texts to rebuild our society where they're keeping a, a bulk of information only to a very few small handful of people. The technology, just the ancient uh, Hindu texts. Okay. Let me, I know I keep saying before I go, but let me just get into this too. The Mahabharata, the Bhavda Gita, all of these ancient Indian texts. Okay. When you go into the history of those, the Earl, the, they date some of the, their texts that they have still, still functioning today to back like 200,000 years ago, right? They go in detail about the Vimanas, the flying ships. They have the diagrams of what they were made of, how they were made. This is what we're building our civilization off of. Even, what's his name? I forget who it was. One of the fathers of um, the, the atom bomb. He actually says a quote from the, I believe, Mahabharata or the Bhavda Gita. Uh, when, he, uh, when the bomb went off, when they first tested it, I am death, the destroyer. He said that quote. Why did he even know that quote from, from that ancient text? Because they were using it to build their nuclear bombs. Because guess what else is mentioned in there? Nuclear bombings. And we have archaeological evidence that show site after site after site in the Middle East of petrified, petrified like stuff, which means it was exposed to extremely high heat in a very short period of time, like they say, like a nuclear explosion. There is evidence of nuclear bombs happening here on Earth a long, 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 long time ago. And the, the stuff we use now to build our modern day rocket whatever they call it, uh, rocketry off of, they're using ancient texts. They're using ancient texts. And they they already have time machines based on ancient texts. They know where all the portals are based on ancient texts. They know all this information based on ancient texts. And they're keeping it hidden from us. Because they aren't the worthy, you get it? They aren't the true. So they can't access they need us to access. That's why they need us to work for them. That's why they need our creativity to build their empires. That's why they need our passions to build their shit, their shit empires of them. Because they can't do it without us. Because we have something they don't. And maybe these bloodline families, maybe that's why they're so dumb. When I look at them, I like, what, who are these are different species than me? Because the lights aren't on in there, right? The lights are not on in there. And they, these are the people who are in charge. Well they, well, they think they're in charge. I personally will say I declare no one's in charge of me. I do what I want when I want. <laughs> and and, and I, I declare no one in charge of me. I'll, I follow rules and laws, but very rarely, actually. I just don't do things in a way that, that are, you know, um, cause a scene, I guess. Right? I just live how I always live. I was like that in school, too. In third grade, my teacher, she grabbed me like, oh, she was going to grab my shoulder and pinch it. 
I, I slapped her because she was not going to put her hands on me. And I knew what she was doing. So, yeah, my third grade teacher, she grabbed my, and she did this to like squeeze me. And I just, my instinct was to backhand her. And I did it to my Bible school teacher too. Yeah, these adults. I was a uh, I was a child. They did not want to to, ha to have to do that too, because they were feeling very shamed afterwards. Because I because I know I know people. I even knew them then when I was that little. That most people that when they don't want to deal with something, and if they can overpower you, they will, and they just won't deal with it. And then they'll just they'll just abuse you to not have to deal with it. That's how sick people are. But again, all of these books show me that the ancients had way more knowledge than we do. Quantum physics? Oh, we're just, I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna do my episode next week about quantum physics, okay? The Egyptians, okay, my people? Egyptians, they knew the truth. And we're gonna dig into it next week, okay guys? So thank you for watching. It's been great talking with you all. Thank you so much again to super producer Cindy Ashby for always adding amazing content and keeping this stuff going. Thank you all for watching. This is On The Wake Up Radio with an episode of Truth, Freedom, and Sophia. Again, you can catch all of our, um, you can catch all of our replays on Google Podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and check out our new streaming site, otwtube.com. See you next week. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Flawed individual. Cindy Ashby Production. On the wake up.